Coming at you, Michael Pickering here with a bit of behind the scenes that we always like to do at the end of every season, because for sure, people, this is the end of season six. Today is episode 80. 80, can you believe that? We've done 80 episodes so far in season six, and next month, season seven starts. But today, I thought instead of doing a a top 10 list, why not go into some behind the scenes of how these lists are actually made for a change? And for real, some of you just recently got to see firsthand what it's like. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how in some of my classes, we made some lists. But here, you know, first I want to start by breaking it down from the top down, you know? So there's 52 weeks in a year, right? That's 52 Tuesdays tops tens, theoretically. Though 12 of them are movie top 10s with Gregory Day, you know, once per month. So that leaves us 40 top 10s throughout the entire year. Then there's probably about five Tuesdays a year that I'm not casting for whatever reason. You know, maybe I took the week off or maybe I did a different show. But that brings us to 35 top 10s a year or or at this point in time. Then when you figure there's about 10 lists during the summer that... I just kind of do whatever for me, you know, whatever comes to me, because I'm not teaching at that moment, so my lists aren't class-inspired or, or themed. Like, uh, this summer, I did four episodes on a miniseries called Talking Trees that looked at different countries by deforestation and rates of forestation. So, you know, we, at that point, 10 lists during the summer. That would bring us to about 25 top 10 lists for the spring season and the fall season. So roughly 12 lists for each. You know, then I look at what classes I'm teaching and big different topics and themes that, you know, would really make interesting lists and talking points for us. You know, like this past semester, one of my classes was politics of developing areas. So doing internet domestication rates to show how some countries aren't connected to the internet It really made a lot of sense to open up students' eyes that not everywhere is as developed or technologically advanced as we think they are. You know, but also eight of the 25 lists are always GDP, GDP per capita, Gini, and HDI, and the top 10s and the bottom 10 countries of each variable. So that's eight lists right there. So that eight from the 25... That brings us down to 17 list. Then I always do Freedom House for countries by level of freedoms. Uh, I like doing Reporters Without Borders for countries by media freedom. And Transparency International for countries by level of perceived corruption. The top 10 and bottom 10 countries of those variables give us six more lists. So that brings us down to 11 lists left for the year. Then you figure things like Internet domestication rates again, top and bottom. So that'll bring us down to nine. And then really at that point, I'm looking specifically at my syllabi for all my classes and pulling the really, really niche topics that I'm going to use as talking points in actual class. You know, I can walk into a class and be like, hey, so who caught that top 10 list? And for those who are in my classes, uh, we're going to spoil this for everyone else. Most of the time, people just look at me blankly. They're like, no one listened to that. What are you talking about? 
Sometimes it's very depressing. But on some days, some days, people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, especially if they think a pop quiz is coming about. Mm -hmm. I see the numbers jump up whenever I say pop quiz. The numbers in the analytics just like skyrocket. It's so funny. And yet oh, it brings a tear to my eye. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So those last nine, I fill with niche topics. And if I have like one or two left, I'll fill them with, you know, something that I just kind of feel like you know, top 10 midterm survival t uh, themes or whatever. Um, but but that's really it. Like that's 52 Tuesday's top 10s. They they really get filled quickly as can be. And it's it's not as hard to come up with the themes as you might think it is. But that's just the themes. That's not actually the list, the actual making of the list. And I'll tell you, for the ones that are actual numbers, like countries by GDP, those those are really easy because there's no subjectivity on my part. It's just I'm taking the numbers and I'm putting them in a list order. But one list I've done for the past two years straight that I haven't mentioned yet and that I'm about to do next month, and it's it's quite subjective, really. The top 10 global events to watch, 2021, 2022, and next month. Top 10 global events to watch, 2023. It drops at the beginning of season seven. And it's really the list that starts off every new year and new season and new semester. And it, it sets the stage for our conversation in all my classes. Because it's an easy way to bring 10 major world events to my students' eyes, who many of them never heard of these before in their life. So this list, this one place, right at the beginning of things, helps to catch them up, at least with some of the bigger things. But it also acts as a way for us to see how we did and to see how the world did, looking backwards. Because you see, next week or the one after or the one after that, we're going to take a look at the 2022 list and update everything from there and see how those 10 items from last January, where they're at today. But for now, to the making of the 2023 list for next season, I actually decided to do three different lists, and I actually got all three of my classes to help out this year. Our first one that we're going to drop is Top 10 Global Events to Watch 2023, which my Concepts and Patterns of International Relations class helped put together. The second one we're going to drop is Top 10 Global Events to Watch for Developing Areas 2023 which my Politics of Developing Areas class helped put together. And finally, and I still can't believe I'm going to say this, but Lo-Fi PoliSci is doing a Top 10 Events to Watch 2023 United States Edition, which my American Government class helped put together. It was a really fun list to put together with all of them. And, and for all of these lists and all these classes, we started out by pulling things from the old list, 2021, 2022, and then talking about some new things to add, and then started gutting the list to narrow them down to 10-ish or so, maybe 15-ish or so in some cases. But these lists are still raw and rough as can be. I haven't ordered them. We didn't have time in the classes. And honestly, I'm going to give them some space to breathe. And you know, in many ways, when we were making these lists and, and after when I was saving them onto the computer and I was looking at them, I was really kind of surprised what some of you lovely lo-fi contributors out there decided to say and should be on these lists. I mean, some of your responses, I figured. 
but others, I was just like, really? Really? You you think that should go on a top 10 list? Interesting. And of course, I couldn't say it at the time, and I would not never say it at the time. Because really, it's your different perspective that it was the reason why I wanted to do it with all of you. Because there are some things that I don't see, or some things that I don't necessarily feel are as, as important, but to other people that they are. And so I thought, it should be incorporated this year. And I may send rough versions of the list to a few of you listeners out there. So if you're interested in contributing to the ordering of the list for next season, send me some words, especially if you're one of the ones in the classes. And I can tell you this, though. There are two more Tuesdays left in this year. And one of them I may have to take off because of holidays. And no, I'm not a Grinch. It's just, well, you know, I'd rather sit here in a little cozy casting closet and talk to you all day. But on at least one of those two Tuesdays, we were going to definitely do top 10 lo-fi moments of the year. It's really one of my favorite lists to do because it's it's such a time of reflection for, for me, for us, for, for lack of a better phrase, the we that we be. But I mean, season seven is right around the corner. And I have yet to begin working on it. Help required, people. Help required. And that's this Tuesday's Not A Top 10 List. Check us out on Instagram and LinkedIn. People connect to us. And hey, it's not a cliche or a catchphrase. It's a lifestyle. Always remember that Lo-Fi Poly size more than just me. It's the we that we be. Talk to you tomorrow, Lo-Fi listeners. Pickering, signing off. <laughs>